And we uh, kicked off a series a couple weeks ago called We Get To. And uh, we wanted to go back to kind of why are we here, what are we doing, bring us back onto the same page together as a church family. And as we look out at our community and look out at our world and say, okay, what are we called to do together? And uh, so uh, we started by talking about making disciples before, uh, after Jesus rose from the dead, but before he ascended to heaven. He gave this command that wherever we go, whatever we're doing, wherever we're a part of, whatever circles of relationships, uh, that wherever we may work, wherever we may, we may go to school, that we're to be about making disciples. And, and what we said about that was that it's, it's really just a disciple is a learner, a follower of Jesus, somebody who has surrendered to the call of God in their life to just say, God, you're going to call the shots. You are the Lord, you're the leader, and I'm going to follow you. And then making disciples is just helping other people uh, experience the same love and the same forgiveness that you've experienced and putting their hand in the hand of God and, and, and just helping them grow in their faith. That's what making disciples is about. And it's not about capability, it's about availability. Are you available to God? Not Very few of us feel capable, I certainly don't feel qualified or capable uh, to do most of what I do. And, and yet, it's just the availability to say, okay, God, here am I, send me. Here am I, use me. And so that's what making disciples is about. It's just that heart commitment of availability. Last week, Pastor Scott talked about loving God. And if you're going to make disciples, you want to definitely have it centered on love. Loving God, loving God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. That everything within us and everything we do, we want to live to love God and give Him glory. So one of the things that uh, Scott mentioned, I think, in the announcements was the fact that we have a class that is is on, uh, I'm not sure if he mentioned this or not, but we do have a class on spending time with God, kind of having this habit of quiet times with God. How do you do that? How do you do a devotion, just a time with you and God, reading the scripture, praying, hearing from God? That's what this class is about. Um, So I wanted to pause for a moment and kind of draw your attention to our website. It's kind of a new website. Cooper Jensen uh, has done a lot of hard work to get this kicked off for us. We'll put it up here. If you haven't been to it yet, make sure and go and check it out. It's also on your mobile phone or device. But if you go to the main website and you go to the signups up at the top, this is where a lot of classes and places where you can sign up for ministries and learning opportunities to grow in your love for God. So you'll notice there's a new series called Rooted. It's an eight-week series, but they come in four different classes. And one of the very first ones is right there called Devotions, How to Grow Close to God. And so if you've If you're wondering uh, maybe how you do that or you just need fresh encouragement in how to do that or just to do that, make sure and sign up for that class. All you do is click down there where it says uh, to click on the class and then it'll give you a spot there where you can put in your name and sign up for that particular class. Because as a church, we want to encourage everyone possible to connect with God on a regular basis, to study the word and to be in prayer and And to really enjoy that and love that. So we want to help you with that. You see, as a church, we are called to help people 
love God and love other people. Today, that's what I want to talk more about is loving other people through serving, through serving others. This is a church that believes in serving. We have hundreds of people within this church that serve. Uh, When you come, it's real easy, isn't it, to walk in and kind of see everything kind of rolling and working and a worship team and they've got their stuff together and walk in and the air conditioning's going and everything's clean. It looks beautiful and and, and uh, you know, you get your cup of coffee and you get your parking space and, and, and it's just easy to take for granted that it took hundreds of people to do all of that stuff, to care for our kids and disciple them and, and do all the things that we do. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the hundreds of people in this church that serve and provide uh, just wonderful uh, services and discipleship to our community. I mean, from those that serve when we come in the parking lot just to find a parking space uh, or those that are serving with our kids right now or serve with our youth, those that serve with college, our worship team, even even uh, we, we have people behind the scenes like there's there's a team up behind these little secret windows up here to the right of me that uh, there, are, there are some wonderful people up there that display the words and they make the slides and they they uh, do, do the uh, camera stuff and the lights and the sound so that people around the world can watch our services. See, there's lots of things that go on around here, and I just want to say thank you to all of those that do that. And uh, can we just give you a warm thank you? I mean that sincerely. I mean, it, it just would not happen if it wasn't for all of the many, many people that make that guy, that make this what it is. You guys are truly awesome, and it's a privilege to pastor in a church. I'm telling you, there are not many churches where hundreds and hundreds of people serve, uh, and and so we are so fortunate. Hey, can I also bring you back to the website? Those of you who may be here and going, well, I wonder if they have any additional needs. You mentioned a bunch of needs, a bunch of things, teams that people are serving in, and actually there are scores of needs that still exist. If you go to our main page, go down to the volunteer button and click on that, then uh, it'll give you another place to click. It tells you that there, it takes 300 or more people to just do what we do in our services and, and our outreaches to our community. Click on that, and then you'll notice uh, many different opportunities right now that exist in lots of different ministries, lots of different roles, from just a helper to a media person to someone working in our children's uh, ministry, working in youth, working with uh, a new ministry we're starting called Super Sunday. There are just so many different opportunities. I want to encourage you, go to the website because there are too many to list in the bulletin. So we're using this website as kind of that central place for you to connect to ministries and to teams. I want to encourage you to do that. You see, the reason that we serve is not because we have to. It's because we get to. It really is. We don't want you to serve out of guilt. We don't want you to serve out of uh, just obligation. I'll throw in an hour or two at a time so I feel better. No, what it is, the people of this church, they serve because they see that what they're doing is bigger than themselves that they're participating in something that God is doing in our community 
and around the world where he is building a spiritual kingdom. And we get to play a part in it. That God is building and connecting and adopting kids into his family, a spiritual community. He stepped into our brokenness and he's brought restoration. God is about healing people, mending broken hearts, freeing people from past abuses, helping people out of addictions, transforming people's lives and marriages and families. That as, as one of the prophets, the prophet Malachi said, that he's turning the hearts of the fathers back to their children and their children back to their fathers. God's truly doing something amazing in the world today. And he's invited us to participate with him, to be a part of that, to to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be forgiven of our sins, to be renewed in our thinking. And then he pours in his spirit to give us spiritual gifts, things that we didn't have before. You know, you have natural talents that you just you were born with. But when you become born again, when you become a child of God, you also get spiritual gifts placed in you by way of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know what those are. He wants you to discover those and develop those and then deploy those in serving other people. And it's, it, it is truly something we get to do. Ephesians chapter 2.20 says, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, you are God's workmanship. You are a piece of work. You really are. In the best way possible. You're God's masterpiece. You are a trophy of His grace. Because if anybody knew who you were and what you've did what you've done in your life and how God has saved you and restored you and redeemed you and changed you they would they would freak out wouldn't they because you're a trophy of God's grace as I am as well the bible says we're created to serve we are saved to serve and we are given spiritual gifts to serve as well first peter chapter 4 verse 10 says, each of us should use whatever gift he has received to make a lot of money. No, it doesn't say that. It says to serve others. God has placed within you spiritual giftings. That means you get a little piece of his spirit where he brings special abilities into your life, not for yourself to just give you goosebumps, but so that you would be equipped to serve others and pour into other people's lives, to show them something about God that they wouldn't otherwise know. I like this next verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'll read it from the message. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. 
all these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out one by one by the one spirit of God. He decides who gets what and when. Don't you love that? That every single person who knows Christ, who surrendered their life to him, has the Holy Spirit. You have that Holy Spirit in you. And he has brought spiritual gifts into your life. Do you know what they are? He wants you to know. He wants you to develop those. And he wants to use you in loving on other people. There's nothing like being used by God. That when we become a Christian, we are saved by grace. It's a gift of God. It's not of ourselves. It's nothing we can work for or else we would brag about it. God just loves us and saves us. But then something happens in your heart when you become a new creation in Christ. You want to pour your life out. You want to join God in his work and discover why you're on this planet. Far more than just taking up a little square footage and sucking air. God has designed you to make a difference. It's not the duration of your life. It's the donation of your life. That we're made to contribute and make a difference and make an impact in this world. Let me again draw you to the website and uh, bring you back to the sign up page on the website. Last time I'll do this today, but it's new and I want I want us to learn to kind of begin to interact with it more, especially from your house. But if you go to the sign-up page again, and you'll notice that on there, there is a spiritual gifts class, or what we're calling Uniquely You. You scroll down through there, if you would, until we find that. Uniquely You. It's coming up. You can, again, go to the website, click on, uh, there it is right there, but click on the sign-up there. And uh, there's a little workbook that goes with this particular class. And what you'll learn, though, is more about how God has invested in you, spiritual gifts. See, it's, and, and then how you can leverage those in serving other people. Let, let, me just, uh, let me just say that it's not about just volunteering some time. You know, there are thousands of organizations that want volunteers, right? Great, great organizations. I'm not talking about just donating a little time, volunteering somewhere. I'm talking about discovering God's gifting in you, and then developing that and using that to serve other people in the church, in your family, in the community. And there's a difference between that and just volunteering a little. Does that making sense? God, God has invested in you something unique and special, and he wants to use you in that so that you join him in his work, what he's doing in the earth and what he's doing in the world, what he's doing at your campus, what he's doing. He's wanting to use you. It's hard sometimes to believe that, isn't it? Like, no, 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 no. He needs people that really know the Bible really well. No, he needs you. No, he needs people who have a lot of available time. You know, people are kind of bored with, no, he needs you and all of your busyness. No, no, he needs somebody else that's more pure and holy and religious. No, he needs you. God wants every one of us to get into the game of joining him in his work. And when we do, several things happen. First of all, if you're a note taker, you might want to write this down. Serving is a catalyst to my spiritual growth. It's a catalyst. 
There's something about, and I, again, I'm not just talking about volunteering an hour or two. I'm talking about serving, knowing your spiritual gifts and making an impact by praying, Lord, where would you have me to serve? Where do you want to use me in something that you're doing that you think I could play a part in? You see, that is catalytic in your spiritual growth. Do you want to grow this year? I know you do. And growing spiritually is more than just coming to church. It's more than just studying the Bible. Growing spiritually has to do with pouring out of your spiritual gifts because when you do, God will pour back into you. And it's one of the ways that our capacity grows as well as our character grows and our availability to God grows. And when he trusts you, he uses you. And when you're used by God, you get to see God do amazing things in people's lives. Sometimes they're really simple and other times they're quite dramatic, but it's pretty fun. So it's catalytic. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 says this. We will in all things grow up into him who is the head. That is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We grow spiritually. We grow more and more into the image of Jesus Christ as we each do our part in the kingdom. See, the body of Christ, the church, is referred to by the Apostle Paul as like a human body. He's making a comparison. And he's saying, just like your body has hands and feet and ears and eyes and various parts of your body, which one is not needed? Which one would you say, oh, you can have that one? You, no, you want them all, right? They're all needed. And, and the point he's making is that every one of us in the variety of spiritual gifts that God has doled out, everyone is needed. And every part is important. Your active participation is needed in order to accomplish the mission that God has given to us as a church in the world, in our community. See, it's amazing that Jesus would allow us to participate with him. Do, do you want that? I do. I want to see that. I want to see us together reach our world. And I also enjoy just personally allowing God to take an imperfect person, but who's just available, and see what he can do through that. All right, the second thing, if you're a note taker, is serving in a ministry team forges deeper relationships. Serving in a team, not just serving alone, making up your mind something that you could go do on your own, but joining other people in a team. See, most of us are very busy. And uh, it's hard to even just do a family dinner, isn't it, these days? And, and let alone, like, how do you develop and forge and deepen relationships? And one of the ways to do that is by serving God together with other people in the context of a team. We have many different teams here that uh, you can grow in. There's many other teams through Serve Spokane and throughout our community, uh, reaching our community. Jesus gave the church um, pastors and teachers and prophets and apostles and evangelists. And he gave them, he says that we're gifts. 
You're a gift too. But he said that he's given these gifts to the church for a purpose. You know what it is? To equip you to do the work of the ministry. That's what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 4. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up and become mature. And so we're all called, not just pastors, not just teachers, but to be a part of what Jesus is doing in the earth. I love what he's doing because what he's doing isn't just a social work. What he's doing is not just spreading a religion. What, what God is up to and what God is doing is healing broken hearts. He's ministering to people who are impoverished. He's setting captives free. He's pouring out forgiveness on those that have been ravished by sin. God is binding up and restoring and creating something that would have no other way of being created without His specific work of grace in our life. That's what He's calling us to. That's what we get to participate in. The last thing I wanted to share is serving others is my tangible worship to God. It's tangible. You know, I can sing songs and I can do other things, but when I serve others out of the power of the Holy Spirit with the gifts that the Spirit has invested, it's a a form of worship, really tangible, really practical way to give worship back to God. It's just through that act of serving others. And the reason that we do it is because He saved us and loved us first. Because we're saved by grace. And it's because of His grace that it it makes me want to turn around and love Him back and serve. Not because I have to, but because I get to. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, It is He, Jesus, who saved us, chose us for His holy work. Not because we deserved it, but because that was His plan. What a privilege it is to just serve uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't, we can't meet all the needs, right? I mean, the, the needs are too big. There's too much to do. But what I can do and what you can do is I can take that little bit, that little bit that God has placed in my hands. You know, like the little boy who brought his few fish and his few loaves to Jesus and then Jesus blessed it, thanked God for it, multiplied it to feed a lot of people. God can take the little, the little that we place in his hands, that little bit of time, that little bit of whatever spiritual gifting we think we may have, that, that little bit, and we give it to God, and he breathes on it and blesses it and multiplies it to take care of lots of different needs. I love that. Remember, let me just close with this, but you remember in, in uh, the gospel in Matthew, Um, Jesus told this parable of giving out talents to different people. And to one, he he gave um, uh, five, and to another two, and to another one. And then he, he came back to check up on them later. And the ones that made excuses, and the ones that didn't invest it, the ones that kind of buried it, those were the ones that he had the harder words for. But the ones that invested it well, the ones that took whatever they were given, didn't compare to the person to the right or the left, but just took what they had and invested it and leveraged it. 
and employed it. God said this, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, so I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Won't it be great to see the face of Jesus one day and, and, and just know that whatever little he entrusted us with it, that we invested it well, we used it well, we loved people well, we served God well with what he's placed within our care. Let me just ask, if you're not involved, if you're not serving, if you haven't discovered what those spiritual gifts are in your life, will you make this the year that you do? Make this the year that that you say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to step out. I'm going to discover some things. I'm going to, I'm going to open my heart to let God pour into me some things. I'm going to make myself available, at least in some small way that I can, not just to contribute a little bit of volunteer time, but to let God use me in caring for other people and ministering to other people. Maybe, maybe you could even step up as a leader because we need lots of leaders in this church. Uh, we want to equip you and we want to entrust you and we want to help you. And you know, it, it's, it's like, oh, I won't have to care for a couple other people. I don't know if I want that. Thank God for those who do that, right? Thank God for those who open up their home and care. Thank God for those that will kind of rally and put together a team and give us a, a place where we can serve and use our gifts. So I want to encourage you. Let this be the year where we grow deeper and we grow more mature and we let God use us and we see the bigness of God's plan in a way that we never have before. Let's pray together. Lord God, just come to you this morning and thank you for your amazing love for us that we've been singing about, your faithfulness in our life, the faithfulness we've seen in our past and the faithfulness that we see right now in the midst of our stresses and concerns. And Lord, we just want to say thank you again for loving us and saving us by your grace and placing within us spiritual gifts. And Lord, would you help each one of us discover more of what that means in our life? Help each one of us be thinking and praying with open hearts where you might want us to serve and pour out and be used by you. Whether it's in the smallest way or in a larger way, Lord, we just want to be participators in what you're doing. We don't want to sit on the bench and watch from the sidelines and just write some critiques about it. Lord, we want to be on the playing field. We want to be in the kingdom. We want to see you do great and mighty things. So here we are, God, imperfect, warts and all. We're asking, God, would you use us as we make ourselves available to you? Direct us, guide us, empower us that we might make a difference in this world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.